What's up, Billy? Not too much, Jamie. Uh, the school year started back up, so getting ready for that. How about you? I feel like you didn't have much of a break. It was definitely a busy summer, I will say that. But yeah, it was a good one, so I can't really complain too much. You uh, doing anything musical? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, Actually, I spent the time to lay out the recording stuff for Steve so he can track real drums to uh-huh. to a 19 hand to be named, whatever I'm going to call it. What about you? What's going on? What are you doing musically? Uh, probably not too much right now with that hand surgery. Yeah, so I had wrist surgery yesterday. I had a, a gangliatic cyst in my wrist. You know, the doctor shot it with steroids and it, it worked for a little bit. Then it started hurting again. And then the guy, he was just like, okay, so it's back. Let's just go for it. So he just went in, did the surgery. I hope it's better. I can't say it feels better right now because it doesn't, but right, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I'm done with the too close cover. I think I'm going to submit it tomorrow for release. And then, then I got another song coming out right after that. Well, not right after that, but shortly after I have another song that's just about ready to go. That's it. Uh, anyway, today we have Don't Tell Julie in here. We've already had Alex from J Sky on here and... I think the other person's name is Julie. I honestly don't know what her name is. Have you heard their song yet, Billy? Yeah, I'm excited to dive in and talk to them about it, too. I started following them on Instagram right when I was doing the editing for the J Sky podcast. Oh, when he started talking about it? Yeah, so I jumped right on that early. Awesome. So this is a brand new band. That's actually probably him messaging me. Yep, it was. This is a brand new band, Don't Tell Julie. We are here with Alex and Julie from Don't Tell Julie. Why don't you guys quickly introduce yourselves and we'll get into it. Julie. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> Julie Cooks. My artist name is Jules Van Pevenage. I'm a singer, songwriter, vocalist, piano tuner, writer, all of the above. And I'm Alex, I go by J Sky, and I'm a producer, songwriter, guitar player. Cool, welcome back Alex, and it's nice to meet you, Julie. I'm really excited to actually get to meet you this time around because I was unavailable last time. So, what's up, Billy? Yeah, not too much, just chilling. And your pictures didn't do you justice. You're so vibrant, real computer. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> vibrant virtually. Yeah, I don't know how to social media. So, I always ask my friends, "Is this a profile picture?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> this is not a profile <laughs> picture. I'm so bad at it." Let's just start this off with just some random questions just to kind of get the ball rolling. I guess we'll focus these more towards Julie. You know, we already know you, Alex. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julie, what's your favorite color? Mm, Hot pink, ever since the Chromatica album came out. I was going to ask why. Yeah, ever since Kaga's album came out, I got hot pink on the mind, so. Taco or sushi? Oh, my God, that is such a hard question. I guess I have to say taco. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of taco? Well, my girlfriend and I try to eat vegetarian, so whenever we make tacos, we just kind of do like a bevy of veggies. So maybe like a zucchini taco. I think the most important part is just the dressing, the liquid element on it. Totally. It will make or break it. What is your toxic trait? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) There are so many to choose from. Um, hmm. I guess my toxic trait is overanalyzing everything. Everything? Uh, Yeah. Well, overanalyzing and obsessive thinking on 
one thing. <laughs> can totally relate. <laughs> totally. Not in a cool way where it's asked and I learn a lot about something. <laughs> if you could travel to any point in history, what era would you travel to and why? I would love to travel back to the 1960s. Not because of the way women were treated at all. <laughs> oh, I thought that was why you'd want to go yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I guess partially if I could, I want to see what my medal is. You know, I want to like test my my courage, my feminist side. But, <laughs> well, I'm obsessed with Mad Men also. So I just okay. love like the clothes. I think everybody looked so fucking fabulous. And I love non-technological like office supplies, <laughs> like typewriters <laughs> and like old filing cabinets. I'm like a very, you know analog kind of person so i just feel like i would have i think that and everybody you know just like not that everybody doesn't drink now but everybody drank in office so, yeah you know. i like mad men uh, too mad men's the shit yeah all right i'm gonna give you a hard one here if you can give me your top that's bonus points but i'll accept your top three favorite albums actually social media just prompted me this question the other day so i think i have to say my personal favorite is probably Jeff Buckley's Grace album, just because I think it's perfect. And I think he's like odd vocally. And it's you're like on a high the entire time. You never come down. I could listen to that over and over. Alex, I don't think I asked you that. Top three. One of them, I, well, I just on Sunday, I actually saw Incubus. And I would say maybe like uh, Make Yourself or Morning View. That's like two different albums. But one of those is definitely my favorite. And then... I really like From Under the Cork Tree. Classic. Uh, and then, so it's a tough question. And then like, Enema <laughs> of the State is definitely like a favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? Oh, mine? Oh, man. <laughs> we weren't prepared to answer this one. <laughs> Come on, man. I asked the questions. <laughs> oh, man. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'd probably say like, it's probably Homesick, uh, Avenged Sevenfold's like self-titled, like their white album. It's like so weird. It's nothing like what they normally play, and I really liked them for that. Homesick's a day to remember, right? Yeah. I was in the grocery store, like uh, I was in Jersey last weekend. I was at a Wawa, and a guy had a day to remember like, album cover artwork with the little guy on it by the like tree or whatever uh-huh. tattooed yeah. on him. Uh, it's tattooed. Yeah, it was a tattoo. Hell yeah! Nice. Cool thing. <laughs> yeah, and then I I'd probably say like. It's A from first to last album. I just don't know which one. They're like one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah, what about you, Billy? That's tough. Shaping me music-wise, I would have to say uh, a Data Remembers for those who have heart. Yeah, that just... I started going from pop punk and radio rock and stuff like that to more metalcore. And I really liked Trivium's album, Ascendancy. Is that the one that has Gunshot to the Head or that's after... Yeah, that was gunshot to the head. Yeah, that, I like that CD too. Yeah, that CD so. Yeah, cool. and let's see. Protest the Hero will always have a special place in my heart too because they just combined every element of everything. So their album it. Volition is just crazy good. But it might change if you ask me again next week. All right, yeah. Tell me about your worst job and how did you quit or are you still in it right now? <laughs> no, no, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> but yeah, what was your worst job and how did you leave? I mean, there's been a number, but I was not necessarily the job itself. I actually really liked the job itself, like the work, but the my boss was 
not the best. <laughs> I'm like, part of me is like, she gonna listen to this podcast? Um, I'm sure. sending it to her right now. <laughs> it was like a family owned farm that had like a farm to table restaurant and farm shop where they sold free range meat and broth and stuff. So like vision is very cool. Being part of like a small family run business was not ideal, extremely dysfunctional. My boss was like definitely undiagnosed on multiple counts, but something. And I felt like I tried to do a really good job, but it was just truly abuse at some point. And I was like, this fucking is terrible. I'm getting out of here. I knew that her daughter was wanting to get out. And I was like, I got to get out before she gets out because then otherwise I'll kind of like more trapped than I do. Mm-hmm. So, I can um, understand that. I told her that I was like wanting to go back to school for music therapy, which was sort of a thought that I had had at the time. And so, yeah, I just told her that and then I left. I'm also quite a job telling someone I was moving or doing something. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, I have to go to Nashville. I have a huge opportunity. Uh, <laughs> they see you like two months later, like, hey, Alex. <laughs> How are things? <laughs> I thought they're going to be upset and they're like, there's always a place for you here. I was like, was that the God damn it. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> See, I was expecting you to take this horribly. Yeah, I was hoping them to burn the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in Long Island. I mean, I'll cut that part out. Oh, no. I'm, no, just, was, I'm just curious. No, no, this yeah. was in. Yeah, the address is 107 Elfin <laughs> Lane, Pennsylvania. Social Security. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That was mine. Bleep that out. No, I lost my head. <laughs> No, my, well, my job was in, in Northern Virginia. Oh, shit. Virginia. You guys are in D.C. Billy's in, he's in Florida. He's... Oh, okay. And it's, it's very hot. What part of Florida? <laughs> so I just basically say Cocoa Beach, but I'm about 30 minutes south of that in a town called Melbourne. And... Oh, cool. I grew up in Fall Lauderdale, kind of. Yeah. He knows. He, he edited that episode. He knows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knows all about it. Yeah. I tried to figure out a way to edit it so that we didn't have to hear Jamie, but it, there was no uh, context. I <laughs> just Alex talking to himself. Answering, yeah. just... <laughs> Alex asked himself the question. Okay, I got one more question for you, unless Billy has another one. And each of you guys can answer this. What's an unknown fact about you guys? Uh, I was a cheerleader in high school. Okay. Okay. For basketball and i was like the non-cute cheerleader i was like fuck them up i was like on the side just like <laughs> screaming everyone else was like, I was like kill them <laughs> yeah 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 definitely all the parents were like who is who, who the fuck is that <laughs> you said you were a cheerleader what mm-hmm. the fuck was i yeah <laughs> uh, something wait what was it say the question is something like a fun fact that no one knows about me yeah an unknown fact when i was like five years old i was like slutting and I hit a stop sign pole. <laughs> Any damage? Hey, yeah, little, what was the result little, of that? A little bump. Yeah, but no, not nothing too bad. Though. Oh. Not that fun. <laughs> Is that explained? Yeah, explain yeah that explains it. Okay. They thought I like, broke my nose because there was a lot of blood, but luckily I didn't break my nose. <laughs> luckily your face was kept in perfect condition. Yeah, it was under the beanie. <laughs> so let's get into the band. So when did the band, When? how did this all come about? Julie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got on Vamper, that like Tinder for musicians app, which is like, yeah, connects musicians. musicians. And Alex hit me up on that and was like, do you want to co-write? And I had never co-written with anyone before. I was in multiple bands in college and stuff, but it was like all music pe- people had already written that I was just kind of coming in, like doing harmonies <laughs> and stuff on. So I was super, super fucking nervous about it. But yeah, like our, I feel like our first writing session was like amazing and just like very 
I felt very like relaxed and then you left and then I actually wrote a song still really like yeah so we, I, we also wrote a song we also wrote a song yeah. that first time we sort of were just like writing together and then eventually we were like are we a band we're a band okay. yeah <laughs> yeah it's at the talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it was super sick we had like spoke a bit on Instagram and stuff I felt like we were gonna write a really good song and our first writing session we were like a complete song and it was like really dope yeah yeah cool and we've been writing viewers ever since. <laughs> Just banging them out. Suckers. When was that about? January? Yeah, like January, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It was like before, like, things were like open up, but it was mm-hmm. right out of COVID, kind of. Mm-hmm. So is it an actual Tinder date where you get lunch and awkwardly ask each other <laughs> small talk questions? It can be. I did have I did have a meeting with a guy that was more sort of like that. And then I had a guy uh, in Australia ask me if I would want to start dating him Oh. And then he was like, but we could also make it be like a musician thing and we could like make a documentary. Interesting. And I was like, I don't. Documentary? Why didn't he ask me? I don't make a fucking documentary. <laughs> a documentary about our overseas relationship. It's yeah. not like 90 Day Fiance. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was not our experience. What he's not telling you is you could find, plug the documentary right now. Yeah. I'll send you the YouTube channel. I was looking for a band, but then I found love. <laughs> yeah, you just gave us our tagline. Thank you. Damn, Billy. <laughs> just, you have that on the tip Produced of your by Billy. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I mean, your name is Julie, but where did like the whole keeping secrets from you part come from? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Alex, what? Yeah, I, it just like came to me. We started writing and like I know Julie has like a solo project and stuff, but I like selfishly wanted to be like a part of it. We had written this song and it was like a little bit different than her regular style. So I felt like I just had to pitch the idea to her. So I made a poster simulating like the way I thought a band flyer would look. And I came up with a name. She always has her hair up with the glasses on. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much found someone that looks similar on the internet and I like photoshopped the way her logo is on Spotify. So like glasses up with the bun. And then I was like, don't tell Julie, just seemed like a catchy band name. And that was it. And then I pitched it to her with the whole shebang with the visual and everything. (laughs) And she said, and she said, yes. It was a madman-esque moment. Yeah. yeah, It was a madman-esque moment. I watched that show like five times. Yeah, I don't know if I told you that. I watched it seven times. Okay. We should watch it together. Yeah, we should watch all five seasons. (laughs) That's a great show. Oh, what if you did like a themed album for it? Oh, oh my God. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's it's a so great good. idea. Oh my gosh, yes. We have to write a song for Bert Cooper. He's like my favorite. He's my favorite too. That would be killer. Like, <laughs> that would be, that's such a good idea. Yeah. I'm writing down a note. <laughs> that's a good writing one. Writing it down. And I, we will attribute you, Billy. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Billy doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Billy doesn't know. He just has one good idea every now and then. Hey, that's all you need. Uh, yeah. All you need, man. You said you're writing together. How many songs are you working on right now? I feel like we have probably like five. We've done some other stuff too. Like we've done some songs to like pitch for sync and stuff that are like completely different than the style we write. But I won't say we have like five, maybe six songs, but only like one that's out. And then we have like another song that we pretty much wrapped up today that we'll put out soon and then we have other ones that are kind of done too but we're just like holding on to them okay cool and are you guys going to do that and like release them as singles and then maybe group them all together afterward or yeah i would like to do singles for a while and then maybe when we have three then just put a final one out with like maybe like a five ep or something like that i I would definitely like group them to an album but like singles for like a little bit more of like a following because it's a newer group 
Yeah, singles seems to be the way to go now. Wrap them all up together at the end, but it's, and we've talked about it before. It's just like, you know, you try to write a 10, 12 song album and then you put so much work into it and then some of the songs end up being burners because, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody likes song three and five and so they skip over four. Yeah. And yeah, I say, I feel like you don't have a lot of people waiting to consume it all just don't you know do smaller packages or singles just in the day with the internet i feel like it's about like the numbers and just the most opportunities you could have to connect with people so like by putting 10 songs at it once you're really limiting the amount of opportunity and then someone you send someone a 10 song thing they're going to listen to one maybe two songs and then you next time you send it they're like well i checked that out already so if you have new things coming you give yourself an opportunity maybe learn from how people responded to it and like implicate it into the new things that you're doing and also with 10 songs you're gonna be sitting on it. i feel like we're turning them out like we're trying to get them out shortly after finishing them <laughs> at least like a month or so after being completed or whatever yeah. it's just more exciting for us to like still be excited like about movement it yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. It's more movement. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely it keeps you excited about the music that you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So like listening to the same song for like 10 months and then yeah. you yeah. put it out. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm going to listen to it for 10 months once it's out anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I see somebody post like a, a single on, you know, Instagram or whatever, I'm much more likely to be like, oh, yeah, like I'll go listen to it now than if it's like, oh, I have an album out, then I'm like, oh, I'll bookmark that. And then I never go back never go back right yeah i'm actually guilty of that too it's like oh i can set aside three minutes to listen to a song whereas an album i may have to set aside 30 or 40 minutes to really digest it and then you go back and listen to it a couple times and Mm -hmm. yeah and i've also like not realized how good an album was shelve it and then come back months later and it's like why wasn't i listening to it and it's Mm. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like you to really get into an album, you have to be invested, especially in singles. Like I bought Event Sevenfold, like the Backcountry CD back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw Backcountry on Headbangers Ball and I was like, this is sick. It had like a commercialness to it. And I had never experienced something so fucking weird until I bought the CD. And at first I was like, what did I just buy? You know what I mean? Right. I was like, I couldn't comprehend it. It was just like overwhelming. And then you start like getting invested in like that single that. And then all of a sudden it's like the greatest CD I've ever owned. But it's like, you have to want to really date the CD before like yes. getting into bed with the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I There's some weird stuff going on there just for a regular new listener, you know? Yeah, especially yeah. with Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> yeah. and, and that era, those two albums in particular, man, they're just like, they're weird. They're yeah. great. I love so awesome. <laughs> and, like, and you know, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. No, uh, you go. I'm not, I'm not doing it this season, Billy. I'm being better this season. <laughs> uh, we'll see. It's all about this one. <laughs> we live in the TikTok era now. We want something different. So, you know, you see a 30 second reel or something like that. And then it's off to the next one. You get a single, then you move on. Who else is releasing music? So singles are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Julie, how'd you start playing music? My parents were not really musical, but they had an appreciation for music. So my siblings and I all started with piano lessons and then went to other instruments. And I was always in choir growing up. And I mean, I was singing actually recently felt like a journal my parents kept when I was like first born where they would like write me little notes. And my dad had one about, yeah, I just always come into your room and you're sitting in your crib like singing. So hopefully you keep doing it. So I think, you know, it's just kind of in my nature, I suppose. Didn't really like, cause I grew up also all my friends sang. So I just never was like, oh, I have a particularly like unique voice. I was just like, oh, I just, you know, I sing. 
And then I was obsessed with Regina Spector. I mean, I still am, but Regina Spector in high school, I would like learn her pieces on the piano and play. And I had a friend one time be like, oh, like you sound exactly like, like you sound so good. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it was just kind of like a building. Oh, I guess this is like my thing. And so I would just mainly like do a lot of covers like artists. And then once I was in college, I just kind of took off singing and playing with people. So yeah, I'd say like my voice is my instrument. That was kind of like a struggle I had for a while because I had definitely like uh, insecurity about the fact that I'm not a more of an instrumentalist because my sister-in-law, who's my best friend, is a pianist and she always talks about like she's like a concert pianist and always talks about how working with vocalists is so frustrating because they don't like really know what they're doing they don't know like the music more they don't know theory so that's like always been insecurity for me but then eventually like right before covid hit actually i was like i'm just going to invest in my voice that's what i care about so i've been really like working on vocal instruction the last few years but i mostly songwrite on guitar so i do also play guitar um she's pretty good yeah alex has been making me feel better about my guitar playing. Yeah, it's always been pretty good. <laughs> what kind of guitar do you have? I have a classical guitar, a Fender classical guitar that I've had since I was 12 years old. So it's definitely oh, nice. time for an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, but it's still cool to have like that workhorse guitar that you're just comfortable with playing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. What's that weird instrument you played at that open mic? That like four string? It oh, looks like it's like dental floss on a little guitar. It's like a, it's a mix between a mountain dulcimer and a guitar. I also have a mountain dulcimer, but it's like, yeah, it like has a neck. Did like you a spell guitar. mountain dulcimer? <laughs> <laughs> D-U-L. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like that because I'm, I'm a big Joni Mitchell fan as well. So I've been getting a little more into the, the dulcimer. But yeah. Let. Let. Um, you said you used to play in bands. You said you did like backup singing. What, what was that all about? That was in college, I'm assuming you were playing with other people yeah i was in college i played for a while for like two years i played with a friend and it was just the two of us and he would play guitar and our voices kind of melded so we had like i mean not not that we were Simon and garfunkel but that was kind of like the vibe and then i was in like an indie rock kind of group for a while with another friend and that was all like yeah i did like backup vocals um and so I was always doing backup vocals which I liked there was always this desire to do more I've always wanted to be like more of a lead star a star. Yeah, I do remember after my our band played a show and my, my friend Steven, who is the lead singer songwriter, his friend came up to him afterwards. He's like, dude, you need to give Julie more leads. She's like, she has such a fucking good voice. I was like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, no. You're out of the band. <laughs> <laughs> you guys also mentioned that you're like a solo artist, too. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Are you you're writing originals on your own, too? Yeah. So I'm actually putting it. My EP is coming out. Uh, hopefully this month. Um, But it's like a lot of older stuff that I wrote like three or four years ago with a few new songs. And it's like mostly me, uh, just me and my, you know, guitar. So it's like very stripped down. Recorded it at a studio in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from, and did it all live to tape um, because I kind of wanted it to feel like very early Joan Baez kind of records. So yeah, very different vibe. But um, yeah, my artist name is Jules Van Pevenage, and that's much more like folk inspired for sure cool do you guys have any cool crazy band stories and it could be anything from something wild and fun to something like totally just like terrible or (laughs) scary yeah misfortune (laughs) joy well (laughs) my band and i played this battle of the bands show 
I honestly don't even remember what school. It was some school in New York. And so we came, like in the city. So we came up for it. I went to school in Western Pennsylvania. And it was like this big deal. And I was like, oh my God, we're playing like a real show. And it's just like coffee houses. Real show. And (laughs) we had like one of their friends was going to like film the whole thing, like make a documentary. And he was like hanging out with us the whole time. And everybody, like my bandmate was like, oh, this is so great. And then it was just totally miserable and you know like nobody really came it was just like such a small show and it was like totally everybody wanted this one band that went to the school to win so it was just kind of like why the fuck are you here and then the guy Uh, went off the face of the earth the guy who took all the footage like never heard from him again i was like whatever happened to that dude like get so yeah that happened further on with our same band we put out an album and like did a kickstarter and like literally never did the kickstarter reward we just like literally let everything fault <laughs> yeah so that was <laughs> not great experiences <laughs> yeah alex you got anything yeah yeah you know, when i was like 14 i played in this band like some i met some kids at rock and roll camp and we had like a band and we our first show was at a skate park in florida actually and i got like really upset after the show because the singer was like they were all just being super immature and like the manager or the guy who owned the skate park was there. We ended up like not playing anymore because I guess I was a 14 year old. I was extremely professional. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like sliding their stupid asses like down the slides and it was so stupid. You know what I mean? It was definitely not that serious. So it was over. I also had really short dreadlocks at this time. Oh, yeah. Like 120 little ones. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. We were actually pretty good. I think we were called Systematic Fusion. Ooh, okay. I I like that. It was like butt rock. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, how was your tour at Darrow? It was so much fun. Yeah, fun stories from that? Yeah. DC was actually like, the crowd was so like crazy at DC. Um, That was an awesome show. Yeah, that was really fun. I had like a blast in Lakewood, Ohio. There were some kids, like uh, the bands in like Atlanta were super friendly and like inviting. They just, everywhere was really fun. Brooklyn was crazy. That was like a lot of fun. Yeah, and just in general, like we had a lot of fun many beers i talk a lot so no one got to sleep as much as they probably like on that <laughs> I, I slept we drove say two hundred and fifty thousand miles or something stupid like crazy that might not be the accurate number but i slept a total of 30 minutes and that is not accurate for the rest of the band i literally only slept for 30 minutes i was uh following you guys on instagram and it just looked like you guys are having a blast and every single picture that you guys posted it was yeah. really cool to see yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys rocked. That yeah. show was so fun. I had nicknames for everyone. There's the guitar, other guitar player's name is Jordan. I call him Jordine. And then the merch guy's name is Jordan also. I call him Jordano. So <laughs> Jordine and Jordano. And I let everyone know in every public place that this is what they were called. Oh, <laughs> Jordine, this is Jordano. <laughs> I love them both dearly. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, it was awesome meeting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. IRL, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually meeting. Internet friends are real. And they are real. Uh, they all they around they us. All through. Oh, yeah, that's what you I forgot you guys are internet friends, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked funny. about this, too. Uh, so let's talk about the song, um, Snow Globe. When did you guys start writing it? I feel like that was one of the earlier songs that we wrote. And then we kind of, like, had it sitting, and then we, like, well, yeah, there was like, we wrote it maybe like four months ago. And then it was like, we had it for a second because we did the video and some of the other stuff and then dropped it right before the tour. Um, So yeah, it was probably, but like it was complete like a month pretty much before the tour. You know what I mean? Like mixed and we had the video. So we like had it like a month out pretty much. That was like the goal to like have that because I knew I'd be away for a while. 
And like we, right. we had like other plans, like we're trying to, we hit the ground running as soon as we came back pretty much. But yeah, been done for like a minute, but not too long. And what was the recording process for that song? Uh, well, we use our iPhones. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> we were in this room um, and it was just like to demo guitar to like a click and we just started writing. I'm pretty sure that's how it was. I think we started writing at my place and then we finished it up here. On this one? On Stoglobe, yeah, I think so. No, it was here on a rainy day. I think this one, oh, I think right. Hate Me was the other one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. But yeah, no, we've written. So yeah, many. I have a vivid. We mostly wrote, have written on like rainy days. A lot of the songs. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, joy doesn't come out if it's not raining. That's not true. No, that's not true. I, I do. That's not true at all. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was just it was like regardless. Most of our, our rights are just like we take it like kind of old school. So we start with pretty much a guitar and a vocal. We were on the computer from my memory, but usually we write at her place a lot also, and we'll do like we'll finish up with like a guitar vocal voice memo and then one of our other phones will put a click track and then we'll just start like working that way awesome yeah cool that's demoing so the actual recording process yeah. how'd you make this song well i feel like the vocals took forever <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a, it was a guitar to a click and then i built the track around it and then we record vocals and we record some more vocals that was the only one for some reason that took us like a fucking hot minute but usually we're like much much quicker but this one i was being like really i think it was because yeah, it, it was like lot, one yeah. of the i mean yeah. it was one of the first songs that we like fully tracked to be like we're making you know a song yeah putting it out yeah it. and i mean i'm not super familiar this is like a very new genre for me to be coming into as like a vocalist so i'm still kind of like figuring out my depths with yeah it was julie's first punk experience oh, so yeah, we just had to do like a second round of tracking just yeah. for that yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. <laughs> yes i'm so happy yeah. to be here but it was very much like me being like you can't auto-tune my voice that's not cool and like yeah. i want to do this and like yeah. this is how i sing and like trying to explain to me like well yeah. we could meet we, yeah. halfway you know yeah <laughs> yeah and it, long story short we found like a middle ground that was like authentic to ourselves and went with like the production vibe. and genre yeah yeah so it's like there's still like some cool like r&b runs in the verses and stuff and there's like some rhythmic hip-hop elements but like the chorus is still is very much like pop punk and or pop grungy rock or whatever it is you could tell me i don't know <laughs> it's music <laughs> it's me. do you guys ever yeah. plan on like putting a full band together to play live yeah yes yes we want to play live definitely I feel like I've been asking you that since like, yeah, I was yeah. like, so are we, yeah, so sure. we're going to perform? Like I, yeah, I want to go. We, we have some plans in store for that. Some potential members already. Cool. Yes. Did you meet them on the uh, music Tinder too? No, 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 no. Some of these people are, you may know some of these people you may not know. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. Yeah. Cool. So should we, uh, should we listen to it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Julie. In your mm -hmm. best or worst radio voice, go ahead and introduce the song. Okay. This is Snow Globe, first single by Don't Tell Julie. When I was young, they said you'll figure it out. So I'd live through TV characters, never leave the house. I'd watch the older kids grow up right before my face Dying to know more, always stuck in my own way Nobody warned me about cutting glass If you run too fast, I'm gonna bust your ass Police cruising the rover Sirens, they pull me over What is life fast in a flash? Too big 
I really relate to those lyrics there. What is this about? I had the the snow globe kind of idea. We had like other things built around that, like the verses and then like the hit upon this snow globe idea. Part of it's definitely like growing up in a small town or just like a, a smaller mm-hmm. place where you feel trapped in terms of people's like expectations of you and vision of you and you want to like break out of that but I think it's also like this feeling I really like that line about like when you're young they're like oh don't rush your life and then as soon as you reach this age then society is like oh you're like wasting your time so it's just like you're like whiplash between like am I supposed to enjoy my life or I'm supposed to like not enjoy my like what is what am I being told yep (laughs) I'll say like the line that first got me in the beginning where I was like "Mm," was the 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 uh, cop line. I was like, uh, oh, yeah. police crews and a rover. Board ass cops. <laughs> yeah. Small town cops, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> we just really like how it built up. And then you go up, up and up and up, and then all that energy. And then you bring it back down. And then you bring us back up again. And I just really like the ride. And I also love the evolution of your voice throughout the song. When you started off, you know, it was like, I could definitely hear like the indie, the more like sultry kind of voice. And then when that chorus said, I mean, you brought us the punk, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's very good to hear. Yeah. Wow. I feel very <laughs> affirmed. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. Very was really well done. Good song. Yeah. And I like the story behind it too. Definitely really. I feel like a lot of people that grew up in small towns. Or people that just grew up in general. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever you are, that's, yeah. 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 About like whenever I show up, life gets colder or nothing's changed except I'm older. Like I think, you know, entering that, there's like a space of time once you enter a certain age of adulthood that it does just feel like you're spinning your wheels and you just are getting like more and more stressed about getting older, which is just causing you less and less productivity and focus, you know, like that whole uh, circus. It's so relatable. It really is. You know, they tell you to be a kid and then they tell you to be an adult and there's like a week in between. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with your life? I'm still a kid. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, didn't you just tell me that I need to enjoy life? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my older relatives, they tell me they're saying I'm so young now, and I'm just like super confused. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yeah. young, but I'm in my 30s. Like, uh, yeah. how young am I? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, what's next for you guys? Yeah. So we just like pretty much finished production and new song called. Should we say the name? We spoil it. Uh, anyway, it's a cosmetic product. Is the title? <laughs> it's not called a cosmetic product, it. but it is about a cosmetic product. And the, and the symbolism behind it. <laughs> and the symbolism behind it. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's gonna be super sick. Even more up tempo. Is it about cover up? Just fine. no, it's not about cover up. But that's a good. That's a good. Write that down. Yeah, write that down. You guys are gonna get so many ideas. We have a lot of work to do. We've seen this. Yeah. We're gonna work until like two in the morning yeah. after this, but <laughs> so you got a new song coming out or yep. you just wrapped it up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we had vocals done, but we just did like final, like kind of just a few production things okay. went in there, just pumped it up. Mm-hmm. And now uh yeah. Similar like vibe getting, to the song or is it uh, I, I would say it's I, I would it's, say it's a little different. Yeah, you could tell it's like the same people, but it's like it's quite a bit different. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe more like it's yeah, just different. I don't like. I want to say it's like more fun, but it's like Snow Globe is like fun and up tempo, but this is just like a different, maybe a little more cheery, and the other one has like a darker undertone. Okay. How do our listeners find you on social media and stuff? Or or your addresses? Oh, your address. Yeah. Website. Yeah, but uh, don't tell Julie's on all social media. It's on YouTube. We have a music video. We actually did like full out interviews, just like talking about Snow Globe. We did behind the scenes. That's all on YouTube under Don't Tell Julie. Just type in Snow Globe. Oh, I'll come up. I have uh, an Instagram page I'm posting like all the time, which is JSky Production. And then Julie has yeah, my- her own Instagram, <laughs> which is long. Jules. <laughs> I, know, I was always like, I'm like, oh, I should change this. Jules underscore Van underscore Pevenage. I'm pretty sure if you just type Jules Van Pevenage, will come up with all the underscores. Yeah. And then we have like a band one, which is Don't Tell Julie. So you could either find that as well. I have a link in my bio for that. And then, yeah, just like everywhere, Spotify and all of the other streaming platforms. Yeah. Yeah. No one's listening to music, Julie. Cool. Well, um, do you guys have anything else to plug? Music video, the single's out. We're always just like out and about in Brooklyn, drinking, having a good time with friends. So (laughs) definitely like follow us on social media, just to like see what we're doing. If you want to have a Yeah, we're on Vamper. Yeah. Collectively Um, or separately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else? Uh, My EP is coming out uh, ideally next week. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I asked her like literally before this and she didn't give me an exact answer, but Cause I'm not, she I likes you guys better than me. Like yeah. But yeah, her, her music is really good. <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to hear the next song and yeah. I'm going to check out uh, your stuff too, Julie. Thank you. Cool. cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much yeah, for doing this. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. That was pretty cool. We had Alex on again with another project, and it was really exciting to hear that track. And I'm excited to see where they go. What do you think? Yeah, no, I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, end podcast. (laughs) No, I thought that track was awesome. You know, hearing Alex's stuff beforehand with Jay Sky, it's like you can hear his influences, but then now knowing that she's not like from the pop punk realm, that she's actually from like more of like indie folky kind of stuff, like hearing the dynamic between like what he would typically do and what she would normally do. 
and that kind of come together. I think that's like a really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just to hear, like you said, the changes in her voice just within one track. I mean, it was really cool. So I'm excited to see what they put out next. All of their handles will be in the show notes. It's J Sky Productions, Don't Tell Julie, and Julie Vaughn. Uh, something. something, yeah. <laughs> I could, honestly, I couldn't understand them when they said, actually, they texted it to me. It's worth checking. Okay. It's Jules underscore Vaughn underscore Pevenage, P E V E N A G E. But that'll all be in the show notes. So don't even worry about that. You guys can just fast forward past this part. All right, Billy. All right, Jamie.